Welcome to Aban Bond Facts Podcast, with Matt, and Joanna. We provide critical information that affects your everyday life. Please be advised that the following program is for entertainment purposes only. Today, we are discussing a few important topics that touch many lives. You'll be informed about this disturbing reality. The topics are, vitamins, supplements, and prescription drugs. You will hear shocking facts about, why the U.S. government does not recall some drugs, knowing that they are tainted with cancer-causing components. Which popular counterfeit drugs are being sold to doctors, clinics, and hospitals? At the end of the podcast, you will look at drugs from a well-informed consumer's perspective, and learn how to minimize the risk of getting counterfeit drugs. Joanna, let me quote this before we start digging further. In 2020, Senator Tom Cotton, and Congressman Mike Gallagher, introduced the bill called, Protecting Our Pharmaceutical Supply Chain from China Act, with the following statement. In March 2020, a Chinese Communist Party propaganda outlet insinuated that Beijing could cut off supplies of life-saving medicine, to the United States at any time, dooming our country to sink into the hell, of a coronavirus epidemic. Unfortunately, this is not an empty threat. The United States is dangerously dependent for pharmaceuticals on China, whose failures and cover-ups cause this deadly pandemic, to spiral out of control. If China stops supplying its pharmaceutical ingredients to the world, military hospitals, and clinics would cease to function within months. That is scary. What is this bill, all about? This bill requires the United States Secretary of Health and Human Services, to maintain a list of the country of origin, of all drugs marketed in the United States, and to ban the use of federal funds for the purchase of drugs manufactured in China. Wow. That sounds like a lot of work, but it is only fair that, consumers have the right to know, where the drug came from. Did Congress pass the bill? This bill is in the first stage of the legislative process. It was introduced into Congress on July 28, 2021. It will typically be considered by committee next, before it is possibly sent on to the House or Senate as a whole. In other words, not yet. Matthew Let's tell the audience why we brought up this hot topic. Perhaps, some of the listeners were not aware of a series of drug recalls. These drugs were originated from China. Many prescription drugs in the United States come from China. Drug companies rely on China for active pharmaceutical ingredients, or, API, that go into antibiotics, heart medicines, and many other life-saving drugs. U.S. factories no longer make generic antibiotics. The serious deficiencies in safety standards, and, filthy conditions in many Chinese drug factories, pose a health risk to Americans. Let me repeat what you just said. Factories in the United States no longer make generic antibiotics, and drug companies depend heavily on China for raw ingredients, also known as active pharmaceutical ingredients, to make life-saving drugs. That is quite disturbing to hear. In 2008, Baxter recalled nine lots of heparin, also known as blood thinner, because of serious allergic reaction and low blood pressure in patients. Baxter bought the counterfeit heparin from Scientific Protein Laboratories, an American company with production facilities located in China. Baxter then sold this counterfeit heparin in the United States. 
the heparin killed 81 people and left 785 severely injured. China produces 80% of the world's heparin, an ingredient derived from pig intestines, and used by major pharmaceutical companies, in blood-thinning drugs. I heard that there were many lawsuits after the drug recall. Yes, indeed, but 10 years later, in 2018, we still have another major recall. The United States Food and Drug Administration, or the, FDA, had announced more than 50 recalls of blood pressure medications, and potassium, due to a possibly carcinogenic impurity in some batches of the drug. In 2019, recalls included blood pressure medications, Valsartan, Losartan, and Herbisartan that contain trace levels of carcinogens. According to the USA Today, a major newspaper, the FDA admitted some versions of the drug Valsartan, contained trace amounts of a carcinogen for four years, before regulators detected the impurity in 2019. That is terrible. Are you telling me that people who took those blood pressure medications may increase their risk of getting cancer? It is, what it is. Carcinogen means cancer-causing. Joanna, listen to this, in 2020, the Leisure LLC, an online pharmacy, had detected high levels of carcinogen in the metformin products, a widely used diabetes drug. Consequently, the company petitioned the FDA to recall certain metformin products, produced by Apotex, Amneal, Lupin Limited, Activist Pharma, and others. The FDA asked five companies to voluntarily recall metformin, after the agency's testing found higher than acceptable levels of a contaminant, that could cause cancer. Oh my god! First, it was blood thinner medication, then blood pressure medication, now, diabetes drugs. All crucial life-saving medications. This is the reason why, it is quite disturbing to hear this. The FDA did not ask the companies that sell a large portion of metformin, in the United States to recall their products. The drug is sold under brands such as Fortimet, Glucophage, Glumetza, and Riumet. The agency was assessing whether the drug recalls, would cause shortages, and only requested these manufacturers to test their products before distribution in the United States. Millions of Americans use the drug to control high blood sugar to treat type 2 diabetes. In 2020, the FDA ordered the recall of Zantac, and some other heartburn medicines, after the online pharmacy Valisure LLC, had alerted the agency to high carcinogen levels. It is shocking to learn that, it took an online pharmacy, to notify the FDA, that drug companies were selling contaminated medications, that could cause cancer. These are basic life-saving drugs. Valisure is truly an angel. This is how Valisure LLC started. It is quite interesting. Founders Adam Clark Joseph and David Light reconnected after Adam suffered serious complications caused by his contaminated medication to treat seizure. Upon further research, they began seeing massive problems throughout the pharmaceutical industry. Adam and David brought together a team of like-minded scientists and pharmacy experts to found Valisure LLC. The mission is to prevent anyone from suffering adverse effects from low-quality and contaminated medications. The company tests all medications for contaminants, before it sells them through its online pharmacy. It is truly an inspiring story.
Let's summarize what we just discussed. The United States, and the rest of the world, depend heavily on China for active pharmaceutical ingredients, that go into final medications. We have a history of drug recalls of life-saving medications. Even if, the Protecting Our Pharmaceutical Supply Chain from China Act, that you mentioned earlier, passed by Congress to require disclosure of the origin of the drug. Consumers have very little choice. Everything is made in China nowadays. Well said, Joanna. We will discuss later what has been done about this issue. Now, let's discuss why we had so many drug recalls. Regarding drug regulations in China, the Chinese government does not effectively regulate China's pharmaceutical industry, as the country does not have enough resources to oversee thousands of Chinese drug manufacturers. Meanwhile, the United States Food and Drug Administration, or the FDA, only has a small number of FDA inspectors in China, overseeing a huge number of manufacturers. In addition, the FDA has been struggling with cooperation from Chinese officials, and fraudulent tactics, from many Chinese manufacturers. Consequently, Americans are at risk of exposure to contaminated, and dangerous medicines. According to a report to the United States Congress, in 2016, the China Food and Drug Administration investigated 1,622 drug clinical trial programs, and cancelled 80% of these drug applications, after it found evidence of fraudulent data reporting, and submissions of incomplete data. In 2018, a scandal over tainted vaccine doses sold in China, led to the arrests of executives of Changsheng Biotech. Their company was also accused of forging data during the production of a rabies vaccine given to infants. Matthew, what you just said is quite disturbing. But it is nice to know that, the Chinese government is trying to crack down medical frauds. How about the United States Food and Drug Administration, or the FDA? What has it done for the American consumers so far? The United States Food and Drug Administration, or the FDA, is responsible for ensuring the safety of human and veterinary drugs, vaccines, biological products, medical devices, and radiation-emitting devices. The agency also regulates food, cosmetics, dietary supplements, and tobacco products. Imported products generally must meet the same standards as those produced domestically. The FDA electronically screens imports using an automated risk-based system to determine if shipments meet identified criteria for physical examination or other review. The system uses information from many sources, such as intrinsic product risks, past inspection results, and intelligence data. The FDA's policy for prioritizing drug manufacturing surveillance inspections is based on many factors. They include the facility's compliance history, recall trends, time since last inspection, inherent risks associated with the drug being manufactured, and processing complexity. In other words, not all drugs are inspected by the FDA, and the agency relies on some system to trigger a red flag for inspection. In fact, in our previous podcasts, we mentioned that the FDA inspects less than 2% of containers arrived at the U.S. ports. Yes, indeed because the FDA's enforcement tools in foreign countries differ from the United States. 
Congress directed the FDA to develop certain programs to ensure the safety of imported drugs. However, these programs require funding over a long period, and could potentially decrease resources for other inspections. In recent years, the FDA has made substantial progress in registration of foreign pharmaceutical manufacturing firms. However, there are still information gaps relating to those manufacturers. In China, approximately 22% of the active pharmaceutical ingredient, or API, and 14% of finished dosage manufacturing facilities, registered with the FDA. Okay. It is interesting to know that neither the Chinese government nor the United States can inspect every single drug produced in China due to lack of resources. What happened to the American pharmaceutical industry, and why is the United States so dependent on China for basic life-saving drugs? Since China joined the World Trade Organization in 2001, the country has greater access to global markets. China's drug industry is built on the foundation of its robust chemical industry. Lack of strong environmental and labor protections, poor enforcement of intellectual property laws, surplus of low-wage chemists, and lax government regulations, have fueled the growth of the China pharmaceutical industry. Consequently, the U.S. chemical manufacturing industry has gradually moved to China to produce low-margin active pharmaceutical ingredients, or APIs, and generic drugs. Meanwhile, American and global pharmaceutical companies have been focusing on pursuing potentially lucrative patents, and high-value compounds. China's pharmaceutical industry primarily produces inexpensive generic drugs and active pharmaceutical ingredients. So, the bottom line is profit. Like many other industries, U.S. companies outsource to China because it is cheaper. But I've also learned that, in 2008, the Chinese government designated pharmaceutical production as a high-value-added industry and promoted it through subsidies and export tax rebates to encourage pharmaceutical companies to export their products. Chinese drug companies had dumped low-price products into the global market, which in turn pushed United States and European producers out of the generic drug manufacturing business. Yes, Joanna. In 2020, China and India were the world's two largest medical supply producers. Ironically, India, the world's largest producer of generic medicines, depends on China for 80% of its active pharmaceutical ingredients, or, APIs. In other words, China controls the entire world's generic drug manufacturing business. Yes, you are correct. Wow, I am just speechless. In 2018, Chinese pharmaceutical companies had obtained 77 generic drug approvals from the United States Food and Drug Administration. The amount is more than double from the previous year. Joanna, guess what? Because the United States depends heavily on China for popular drugs, the FDA has to make a choice between allowing defective medicines in the market and preventing a drug shortage. Moreover, the FDA's inspection and regulatory regime is widely seen as lax. For example, a congressional investigation in 2016 found that one Chinese company that barred inspectors received only a warning letter. It is quite disturbing to hear that. As we mentioned earlier, 
The FDA did not recall the diabetes drug in 2020 because the agency was concerned that it would cause a shortage. The U.S. customs law has a big loophole when it comes to country of origin labeling for medication. Drug companies are not required to list the active pharmaceutical ingredient country of origin on their product labels. Therefore, U.S. consumers are unable to track original sources and related concerns. For example, a drug manufacturer located in the United States can gather ingredients from around the world to produce a medication, which can be labeled as, made in USA. From what we just discussed, we do not need them to disclose on the label. We can pretty much assume that, most active ingredients that go into life-saving drugs are from China. Joanna, I got news for you. In 2020, as Chinese factories and exports shut down during COVID quarantine, the flow of medical ingredients declined. As a result, the United States Senate introduced two bills to restore America's capacity to make active pharmaceutical ingredients. The bills call for more disclosure on drug sourcing by drug makers and authorize $100 million to encourage companies to make more active pharmaceutical ingredients in America. In 2020, the U.S. government loaned $765 million, at a low interest, to Eastman Kodak Company, to produce active pharmaceutical ingredients for generic drugs. The company expects the production to make up 30% to 40% of its business volume over time. In 2020, French giant Sanofi, S.A., created a new company to make active pharmaceutical ingredients, for the European market. The new company would rank as the world's second-largest producer of these ingredients, with approximately 1 billion euros in expected sales by 2022. It employs 3,100 skilled employees in France. That is good news. Eastman Kodak is now producing active pharmaceutical ingredients. I remember the Kodak moment, where we can snap a picture, and see it instantly. But it makes sense. The company already has chemical manufacturing facilities in the United States. Joanna, we just talked about how the United States and the rest of the world depend heavily on China for antibiotics and basic life-saving drugs. Let's discuss the next very important topic that everyone should be aware of. That is counterfeit drugs are on the rise and it could be given to you by your doctor or your hospital. Please be aware of it. That is a hot topic. How do you define counterfeit drug? The United States Food and Drug Administration stated that counterfeit drugs may be contaminated or contain the wrong or no active ingredient. They could have the right active ingredient, but at the wrong dose. Counterfeit drugs are illegal and may be harmful to your health. In other words, anything that does not have the correct formula is considered counterfeit drug. In 2018, Pfizer identified 95 fake drugs in 113 countries, up from 29 fake drugs in 75 countries in 2008. The company warned that the rise in falsified and substandard medicines has become a public health emergency. This is even more disturbing. In 2018, the largest Canadian online pharmacy, Canada Drugs, was fined $34 million for importing counterfeit cancer drugs and other unapproved pharmaceuticals into the United States.
U.S. prosecutors said, Canada drugs business model is based entirely on illegally importing unapproved and misbranded drugs, not just from Canada, but from all over the world. The company has made at least $78 million through illegal imports, including two that were counterfeit versions of the cancer drugs, Avastin and Altruzin, that had no active ingredient. Canada Drugs has filled millions of prescriptions, by offering itself as a safe alternative for patients to save money on expensive drugs since 2001. I am just horrified to hear this. Fake cancer drugs. That is so unethical. The sad thing is that, if a person died from cancer, no one really questions that the drug is fake, and has no active ingredient. In 2019, the World Health Organization issued a global alert, about a fake cancer drug in Europe, and America. The counterfeit drug was packaged to look like Inclusig, an anti-cancer medicine used to treat adults with leukemia. The pill contained nothing but paracetamol, a common painkiller, used to treat aches and pains. Where do counterfeit drugs come from? China, and India, are responsible for the vast majority of counterfeit drugs. The total annual global sales of counterfeit pharmaceutical products are estimated to be at least, $200 billion. Counterfeit drugs may look like real medicines, but do not contain active ingredients. They often have harmful contaminants. It is extremely difficult to catch drug counterfeiters, because they move the drugs through several nations, before reaching their final target. 50% to 60% of illicit traffic is shipped by sea, to Hong Kong, Myanmar, Vietnam, and Thailand, as major transit points. Subsequently, many of the fake medicines move west, and often pass through the Middle East, and Europe. Organized crime entities, and terrorist groups, are major producers of counterfeit drugs. $200 billion worth of counterfeit drugs. That is a huge amount. Again, I am just speechless. Please tell the audience some of the popular counterfeit drugs. Counterfeit medicines typically targeting, high-demand, expensive medications, such as chemotherapeutic drugs, antibiotics, vaccines, cholesterol-lowering agents, anti-arthritis medications, erectile dysfunction drugs, weight loss aids, hormone replacements, analgesics, steroids, antihistamines, antivirals, anti-anxiety drugs. Matthew, where are counterfeit drugs being sold? Joanna, good question. Illegal, online pharmacies, and the sale of medicines via social media platforms, pose the greatest risk to the public. Approximately 35,000 online pharmacies have set up Internet operations, over the last decade and many of them sell unapproved, or counterfeit drugs. 85% of the drugs being promoted as, Canadian, actually came from 27 other countries around the globe. Drugs purchased via mail order, or courier are also susceptible to being illegitimate. Smugglers also sold 63 different types of medications to over 3,000 doctors, clinics, and hospitals in the United States since 2012. Wow! Counterfeit drugs are being sold to over 3,000 doctors, clinics, and hospitals in the United States. This is really shocking. 
How would I know if I got counterfeit drugs from my doctor or my hospital? Well, use your intuition and listen to your body. If the symptom does not improve after taking the medication, tell your doctor. If the package does not look like the one that you are used to seeing, check with your pharmacist. It is sad that we have to be on the alert and not to assume anything. Also, beware of online Canadian pharmacies and buy your drugs from a legitimate pharmacy. Before we end our podcast today, I want to briefly go over vitamins and supplements from China. A lot of us are taking vitamins and we wonder where they come from. In the last decade, China has become the world's leading supplier of many food flavorings, vitamins, and preservatives. About 90% of all vitamin C and a majority of vitamins A, E, and B12 sold in the United States are from China. The United States does not require country of origin labels for any drugs, processed foods, or supplements. Joanna, guess who owns GNC? Let me guess, China. GNC is also known as General Nutrition Centers, based in the United States. It specializes in health and nutrition-related products, including vitamins, supplements, minerals, herbs, sports nutrition, diet, and energy products. In 2020, GNC went bankrupt and is 100% bought by China's state-controlled drug maker. Harbin Pharmaceutical. This Chinese company produces more than 20 dosage forms and over 1,000 drugs, including antibiotics, over-the-counter products, modern Chinese medicines, and animal vaccines. This concludes our podcast. The contents of our podcast are from our book, China, Death, Food, by Aban Ban, LLC. Thank you for listening. And please tell your friends and family about our podcast channel. Also, we are pleased to announce that our books on China are now available on Amazon and other bookstores worldwide. Please spread the words to save lives. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, share, and give us a five-star review. For further details of our publications, please visit our website at abonbon.com. You can also listen to Aban Bon Facts on major podcast channels, or go to podcast.abonbon.com. You can also buy us coffee, by clicking on the link. Thank you.